1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal Land in the Euro Nation. Let's start the show.
1: The following program contains medium, coarse language and traces of nuts. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Comedians, experts, laughing at the world as it burns down around us. <laughs> this is. Are you ready? A Rational Fear.
0: Tonight, pressure mounting on the education system as thousands of COVID-19 and Ukraine war aficionados retrain as Atlantic submersible experts. And ABC News gets rid of the role of political editor. Critics say it's to the government. Insiders say the ABC is in the pocket of Big Ted. And the Oxford Dictionary has updated the definition of schadenfreude with a picture of Andrew Tate. It's the 22nd of June, 2023, and with a greater sinking feeling than the captain of a yacht surrounded by orcas in the year. Uh, of Gibraltar, this is Irrational Fear.
1: This is Irrational Fear. Don't
0: forget to unplug set. Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, former disgraced son of President Biden, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that laughs in the face of the scariest news. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. They're a former Collingwood player and Olympian, and they're used to running around hockey fields, but right now they're running on adrenaline because they've been up for five nights watching the Ashes. It's Georgie Parker. Welcome, Georgie. Hey.
3: Yeah. I'm tired. I'm so tired. This is tired. amazing.
0: Long-time listener, long-time Patreon supporter. First time Fear It's great to have you.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a dream come true, guys. I'm going to put that up on the pedestal <laughs> with the Olympics, representing Collingwood, <laughs> living out a childhood dream of that and and living out my dream of being a sports broadcaster. This is right up there. Tell you what.
2: <laughs> we get so many people who, um, Say you know, the same they, thing. they win a gold medal at the Olympics and and as Bruce McEvady is chasing him down the field, they go, what's next for you? And they go fingers crossed. Irrational fear. Yep,
3: yeah. oh, it's, it's been spoken about in the village.
2: Yeah. I tell you what, I'm that's what they've, on they've, a they've been talking regarded about.
0: Podcast. Yeah.
2: Everyone's like, <laughs> how much fucking is happening in the uh, in the village? And they're like, none. They're all just listening to irrational fear
0: over and over again.
3: Shit, you've got our stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you manage to get a kip in before tonight's broadcast?
3: Uh, yeah, obviously, I had um, I booked out this morning. Uh, big meetings um, out of the office, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went in at eleven, but I, uh, yeah, it's been. A, it's cricket's one of those things that you can't turn it off because once you turn it off, you miss something happening, and then you're not a real fan. And I can't. I'm not a pretender, guys. I'm not a
2: pretender. (laughs) No, you're all
0: in. Our next Fearmonger is a close personal acquaintance of the captain of Australia's cricket team. It's Lewis Hobbs. Hello, yes. Lewis, is it true when you met Pat Cubbins, you um, you actually didn't know who he was? Was that yeah? Is that how the story goes?
3: So little respect for you. Pat and I
2: (laughs) met. um, Have I told you the story? I've forgot which where I've told this story. But I I, um... I don't
0: th- I don't know if you told this on the podcast, no. but I think I think I've heard it off your first hand. Right right. Yeah,
2: so um this is this story is filled with name dropping. So I'm just going to try to get that out of the way. <laughs> um, I was at a party on Andy Lee's boat. And
3: um, <laughs> already and, wanker, like yeah,
2: it. right, exactly. It was the day after the hottest one hundred. I was like a little bit hungover on going out on this boat. Whatever it was, it was lovely. Started chatting, and it was during it was like towards the tail end of COVID, so it was the ashes were on in Australia. And um, anyway, I was chatting to a very tall, lovely man on a boat. And um, I was like, "What are you? Beautiful, what,
3: piercing blue yeah, eyes." Yeah, exactly. I was like,
2: um, "You know, what are you? What are you? What have you been up to for the summer?" He's like, "Oh, I've been working." I mean, oh yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I've been flying all around the country." I'm like, "Really? That, it's pretty hard to like get on planes at the moment." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, you know, I get an exemption for work." And I'm like, "Huh? There you go." And, Chatting and like, I just I don't know. I didn't really expect it was out of context. I'd been watching the cricket. Yeah. I just like didn't yeah. connect that Pat Cummins would be here anyway. Eventually, I'm like, oh fuck me, it's Pat Cummins. Like it just like hit me, and I'm like, mate, I'm so sorry. I, I of course, I know who you are. It just took me a while to like connect you in context. <laughs> and because he's such a lovely, polite guy, he quickly tried to move on. And so he was like, oh mate, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And he goes, anyway, um, what did you do for the hottest one hundred yesterday? And I was like, oh, I counted down the top twenty, and he was like, "Oh fuck, that's you!" So it was kind of
0: it was a it was a mutual it was a mutual who the fuck are you? Yeah, part? yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. It was nice.
2: But he's a really he's a very sweet guy. I like him very much.
0: There's
3: something funny when athletes say that. Oh, we're actually working. Oh, I'm just going mm. overseas for work. Yeah, I feel really yeah. uncomfortable saying that when I was an athlete because it's not really work.
0: Really, it's not a joke. When people say, what are you doing Wednesday night? I say, yeah, I'm working, Mm. doing (laughs) a podcast. (laughs) Going once more down into the content mines to look for gold. (laughs) <laughs> More on Pat Cummins a little later on in the podcast. But let's hear from this week's sponsor. Late last week, the Voice of Parliament passed in the Senate, so it's actually happening. You can find all the relevant links you need to know about uh, the Voice in this week's Irrational Fear email newsletter. Sign up at irrationalfear.com. One person who should sign up
1: for some information is Peter Dunn. Hi. Peter Dutton here. I'm calling on Albo to provide more information on the Indigenous voice to Parliament, but not in the format of a 270-page report. That's too much information. And not in the format of a series of one-on-one consultations from constitutional experts and the Prime Minister himself. That information is too oral and, as you know... I'm hard of listening, which is why I refuse to hear members of my own party advocating for a yes position. You could try to make a pamphlet with pictures that move when you pull a little tab, but it'll go straight into the shredder. If a report, briefings, conventions, pamphlets, a decade of development, and even lobbying from my own party won't convince me, Peter Dutton, maybe there's another reason that a former Queensland cop is against an Indigenous voice to Parliament. I just can't put my finger on it. But if I did, I'd have to vocalise it and then I'd have to sue myself for defamation. And maybe that's the only detail that's missing. Albo.
0: Authorised by Plausible Deniability Canberra. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this week's first fear,
0: dabbling in double dissolution. Labor are seeking advice from the Solicitor-General about a double dissolution over there. Housing, Affordability, Future Fund. This is how the bill works. I don't know if you know, the bill sets aside $10 billion, which should, in theory, spin off like $500 million every year to pay for social housing. Um, for those in Sydney, that's like having a house in Vaucluse that magically makes a granny flat in Castle Hill every few months. So that's how that works. The Greens needed more convincing saying that it doesn't really support renters but it just all it does is really help construction and developers and everybody else who actually invests in property. Labor tried to get the Greens over the line by doing a one-off payment of $2 billion to the state governments to kickstart this whole process to which the Greens said, whoa, 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 where the fuck did that money come from? Fearmongers, the Greens are holding up this bill and requesting to have one more look at it um, and they're kind of holding out for a rental rise if there was a double dissolution do you think there are enough renters in australia that could get a few more votes for the greens to lock in their rents do you think that's could be that could be a good enough trade off
3: well 2 billion dollars yeah. isn't that much it's really only two stadiums in hobart so <laughs> 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 no, let's just put it into perspective.
0: <laughs> it's also only two ABCs yeah. um, and, you know, <laughs> if you've got one, why do you need two more?
2: I, I kind of think that, that Labor, I don't know, I mean, it's so hard to tell because obviously like w- where, I, where I work, and like, I don't hang out with anyone who owns a house, you know what I mean? Like no, who it, does? And no Sorry, one I must talk be. to. You,
3: day, <laughs> hey, 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 a minute ago you were just saying you're on a boat with Andy Lee. That's true. But he doesn't own a house.
2: He owns 20 mansions. That's different. I did. Yeah. Um, They're all uh, very lovely. He owns several boats, Um, several – anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: It's a very diverse property portfolio across several countries too.
2: I haven't met a single person. I think people are more across the detail of this than Labor realise. Like Usually you can get away with stuff like that and be like, oh, they're just – they're holding it up. We're trying to help and they're holding it up. Everyone knows that they're fucking renters. Yep. Everyone can see it. And I don't think this is going to play out as well for Labor as they as they think.
0: I want to know how the Greens kind of bro- broached this whole subject with the ALP. Like, did they... Did they know that that it was going to be a tough conversation? Because I've had to talk to my landlord recently about breaking at least. Did they, like, call up Albo and say, hey, sorry, (laughs) Albo, there's a tap leaking in Adam Bant's office um, and we need the roof painted um, because there's too much mould and we also want a rental cap? Can we all do that too? Can we do that too all at the same time? We know
3: that the government's not overly good at communicating.
0: That's giving a little bit too much credit. <laughs> double dissolution is a pretty big risk, though, as well. Uh, so there's been seven since Parliament was invented and three of them have totally fallen over for the government. So it's like it's got a 41% chance of failure. <laughs> like, do you, think, do, you, do you think the government actually do this? Can you remind
2: me exactly what happens in a double dissolution?
0: So the, the bill will go from the lower house and not get passed and not get passed Mm. in the upper house and then the government can try and put the bill through again and if it doesn't get passed again, then the Prime Minister is within his rights to call a double double dissolution. So Albo uh, doesn't have to do it, but he can choose to dissolve both houses of parliament and then we have a snap federal election where all the senators have to kind of go for their seats again all at once, Um, normally half the Senate. At a normal federal election, so it, it's like it's like taking the monopoly board and throwing it in the air <laughs> and starting again.
2: I like I, I think it'll be fucking amazing <laughs> for the Greens. Like I think if if an elect, I would love a housing election. I would give anything for an election to just be on housing. It would be fucking amazing.
0: Well, you can see like you can see the Greens just easily picking up a whole of bunch of new seats, particularly in places where people can't of rent. Of course, they would. This is this is the renting <laughs> oh election. Oh my
2: god. How extraordinary. I can't, I, I can't wait. I really, um, I, I long for it. I long for it.
3: I yearn.
2: <laughs> yeah, I yearn for, for an election <laughs> where renters actually, like, have some kind of voice. Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, Lewis, you, you, were t- you were talking about this, uh, this hypothetical election like Channel 9 commentators are talking about the state <laughs> of origin tonight. <laughs> You're so I'm horny so, for
2: it. I'm so horny for it. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Mate versus mate, oh, it's state like versus war. state.
3: I love when they try to compare it to war because playing a game of sports is exactly the same, obviously.
2: Yeah, I think um, they're less likely to compare it to war after the Australian war headlines of the last few weeks.
3: Yep. You're exactly right <laughs> about that.
2: They're like, yeah, it's bloody, at the, you know, at the end of the game, the, the winning team, they get a leg and they fill it up with <laughs> oh, beer don't. and they bloody well drink out of the leg, <laughs> yeah. like, just like bloody war. Move over, Shoey. This is how <laughs> yeah. real men do it. We're doing leggies now.
1: <laughs> the podcast that takes the news and pours it over ice. This is a rational
0: Fear. This week's second fear from mid July: Fantails will cease production, <laughs> according to Nestlé. People simply aren't buying them as often as they used to. And to quote the press release, Fantails equipment needs significant investments, and it's difficult to get the parts we need to maintain it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is like are the, the Nestlé Fantails machines running on like go go mobiles? Like what's what what what's so difficult about printing? Trivia on rappers and in wrapping confectionery it can't no. be that hard. It's what they do professionally. Isn't
3: insane. I was just at Office Works and people. It felt like it was 2020. People were stockpiling fantails. I saw a lady have 10 <laughs> packets in her arms, and then the lady oh, yeah. at the desk said, "Oh, it's been happening all day since the announcement." <laughs> oh
0: my God. I I actually went to Woolworths before the show to see if I could pick up a packet uh, to 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 kind of and top comedy, <laughs> <laughs> but there were the confectionery aisle was filled of people scouring the aisles yeah, for fantails as well.
3: They're bloody
2: young. <laughs> Now, is there any chance that this is a it's a scam? Like that it's they'll like announce that it's yeah because this happens a fair bit.
3: Tasty tubes campaign.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my my is in advertising, <clears throat> Kate, and she reckons it could mm. be a scam because it happens like you say a lot, most notably with the Whopper, Burger King. Did a false flag thing where they got rid of the Whopper uh, tubes went away, but then Shane Warren started this social media campaign to bring them back. Vegemite threatened to remove Cheesy Bites, and they went away for a couple of years and then came back. And same thing happened with Violet Crumble and Golden Gay Time, and so many of these products. The whole mo is to is to take it away so people. It's a risk more. though
2: because they did it with Hey Hey It's Saturday, and it took them thirty years <laughs> to bring it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Footy Show didn't work so well either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't sign an NDA for this but um, someone's commissioned me to write like one of those or to contribute to writing to one of those big brand campaigns the networks do and Channel 9, I'm writing it for Channel 9 and one of the notes from the 9 network was, because I want to do like a walkthrough of things from uh, the past to the future and like what's happening in the future of Channel 9 and one of the notes from the network was, please, no Hey Hey Saturday references. <laughs> <laughs>
3: funny! I'd like that we're calling it a scam. Like we've got people getting scammed for all types of things, and we're like, "Oh, don't scam me for my fan tales." It's quite an hmm. aggressive word when we're talking <laughs> about chocolates, isn't it?
2: I mean, but you know, like you, you just want honesty in your candy. You know what I mean? I just want <laughs> I want lollies to speak to me direct. I don't want to be I don't want to have an emotional roller coaster like with, with fans.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Be here or don't be here.
0: And the fantails themselves were not great. They're not, you know, they leave out information. Like last one I read about Mel Gibson, barely mentioned (laughs) anti-Semitism. Like they need to update. They need to update the trivia.
2: (laughs) The thing is like we have IMDb on our phones now, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) at this point.
0: It's not a library. You don't go to the the fantail library to to go scroll through the Dewey Decimal System and pull out fantail rappers to find out information about celebrities. (laughs) It's a little but bit of like, trivia, a little bit of joy when you eat the lolly.
2: I disagree. I um, I think it's it's not. They're never good. <laughs> they're never good. Who am I? Is they're always like. I mean, admittedly, it has been a while since I've used one, but they were always like Clark Gable and like Greta Garbo and
0: all these <laughs> Vera like Lynn Golden
2: era Hollywood,
0: very modern references. You know, I'm like,
1: Come it's like on, using man. the
3: old trivial pursuit as opposed to the new one which only yes. your grandparents and if you had older parents knew the answers to. So that's why they always wanted to play that <laughs> board game cuz they knew they were going to win. They knew they were getting all the little pie pieces. Yeah. And also yeah. like
2: the fantails are a, a tough and chewy thing for people of that age. You know they should be <laughs> using young trivia for people with young teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is a rational fear. What is rational fear? It's based in fear. Taking the saddest headlines and giving them a little tickle.
0: This week's third fear. Pat Cummins has led the Australian team to victory in the first Ashes Test. Now I don't know much about cricket. All I do know is that Pat Cummins is a bit of a legend, and Bazball lost out to Cumball. That's uh, that's that's what I learned today. <laughs> Georgie Parker, you are a cricket nerd. What was so magical about Australia winning this first Test this week?
3: Well, winning in England's always tough. We've not won an Ashes series since two thousand and one. Dan. Quick wow. math, that's 22 she years. Is. That's a while That
0: ago. is a
3: long time. So to win there at it edge bashton it's huge. And we probably thought we weren't going to win, maybe salvage a draw. Um, winning them off of Ollie Robinson's past deliveries that he's been bowling. He's been bowling absolute pies after doing a shit send-off to Uzi <laughs> after making 140, saying that we've got three number 11 batsmen. It just was the icing on the cake that our fast bowler, cricket captain was the one that scored the winning runs off a four <laughs> from that. It, it just, It's just magic, particularly when it's um, England and everything about them just makes you just internally rage. Um, so, so it was just wonderful. It was worth a little sleep. Um, they're trying this new way of of playing Dan the it, Baz ball.
0: Yeah, what is this? Know, what you know, is, you know, is this Bazball buzz phrase that I've been hearing about for the last three months, but I haven't yeah, actually I bothered to look at? Yeah, I would a
3: nickname up. of mine to go this far. It's yeah. going all around the world, Baz. So Baz is Brendan McCullum, who is their now head coach. He used to play for New Zealand. Yeah, he's been their head coach since 2022, and since he's come in, they've gone from winning one test match in 15 matches to winning 10 out of 12 with this new style of play where they're basically playing it like a one-day match. Every innings they're playing like it's a one-day. And so it'd be super fun to play. So it's like like really aggressive
0: kind of big hits, just go for it.
3: Yeah, declaring on day one when your best batter is on 110 in the middle of the crease with five overs to go. Like it just doesn't make sense for the cricket purist. But from watching it point of view, it's pretty fun to watch and it gave us an outcome, I guess. But... You know, in the end it lost the game. But I guess that's where they're that's where they're going. It's 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 good if you're young. I think the purists absolutely hate it, but the purists don't like anything. They crack the shits when they put numbers on the back of their jumper of their shirts. <laughs> they're like, that was the, the most outrageous thing that cricket has ever done. Oh my goodness. You can't put that on the white shirts.
2: Oh god. They don't love change cricket enthusiasts.
0: No, particularly not in England. It's amazing to see though the last couple of months, um, just how much shit. Pat Cummins has had from, like, conservative media. Like, particularly people like, uh, you know, Rita Pahini from, like, Sky News. Um, there's a great... Well, Rita p- gives everyone grief. Oh, just for so. no re- Like, for no reason. And then, like, uh, one of minist- one of uh, Scott Morrison's former ministers, Maurice Newman, wrote this thing a few months back about, you know, p- Cummins is, like, going woke and sending the team broke and things like this. And it's it's so weird, like, this, this cultural commentary about Pat Cummins, how they say he's a complete Failure, but what he did with India and what he did with England this week is, you know, so adults to that. And how do you, you know, you're a pro athlete. How do you keep like the the press like out of your brain or out of your sphere when you're in? Thanks, game Dan. Mode? I'm really glad you asked me that question
2: as a professional athlete. Um,
0: it's a tough. It's a tough one.
2: Um, I mean. Sorry, Georgie, would you like to jump in on this? <laughs>
3: no. Well I, I, I was I'm a female athlete, so we've got a completely different leverage of where we can get the reach. But the netballs were under the same kind of a microscope that Pat Cummins was because it all became from earlier in the year or end of last year when Pat Cummins goes, hey, do you know what? I don't really like that we've got all these energy providers and things as our sponsors. I want to make sure that we're not giving money. And same with the netball. It's like, we don't really want to take money from Gina Reinhardt. And I think that that's the the reach and the scope that athletes have is humongous and it can reach to different sorts of people that aren't listening to politicians. So it's really important that they've got this um, platform that they use it correctly and they want to use it to what um, they want to say. So he's just, because he's a lefty, which, as we (laughs) spoke before, who who in their right mind isn't, really, uh, (laughs) and he's got a platform to be able to push that, Um, the big big, uh, rights and the Murdoch hacks don't really like it
0: such a weird kind of thing, though, to pile on Pat Cummins for, for that and when you should be piling on for him potentially losing. But he hasn't lost much at all. No. Like, uh, there's a great piece on Fox Sports, ironically, about how there's been anxiety around Cummins not performing, but the, the stats are completely at odds with that because Cummins' teams have done so well.
3: I loved it, and any bit of good thing they wrote in that article was all in
1: um, I uh, quotes.
3: <laughs> yeah, quotes, <laughs> as if, oh, he played well. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like all allegations that he'd done something good he hit 45
0: (laughs) the only press I get for irrational fear is my mum when she texts me about five weeks after she listens to an episode uh she texted me she texted me a couple of weeks ago saying hey I I had to google um Craig Quatermain for my own comedy knowledge he seems like a quote nice boy like you (laughs) Well, are you nice. It's a good question. Like, and I said it to Craig, and I said, I said, I said, check this out. Check this out. Mum thinks you're quote nice. I don't know what she means by that.
3: I don't know if she th- if she's that's more offensive to you or him. Like, are you nice? I don't know. You're my kid, but I don't know.
2: The the Pat Cummins anger is really weird. Like when you really like put it in a line. Like I know people have called him like Captain Planet. Which is such a like? It's one of those crazy insults that is like Captain Planet was epic. Everyone Pretty loved cool. the TV show. Everyone loved the guy. I can Every, still like, quote it. Of course, <laughs> if, like being like, "Oh, this this loser, like <laughs> this guy trying to most save beloved the world, guy of the '90s." <laughs> yeah,
3: that's it. And you
2: it's also you just like, it's like when people call you like you know like a social justice warrior, and you're like. That's great. That's like I, awesome. I genuinely cool. can't understand. Ooh,
0: you like, oh, oh you yeah, feminists! Oh, fuck
2: you, Equality. you nice person. <laughs> oh, look oh, at you,
0: you. virtue signalling, doing things that <laughs> yeah. signal your virtue.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Virt- yeah, virtue. Oh, no, cool to have virtues. <laughs> what next? Uh, like, it's so bizarre. And also, like, I don't know. Uh, he, I, I just think he has done so little. Like, if you go back through cricketers over the last, whatever, 20, 30 years. And I, like, particularly in, like, the 90s, I watched a lot of cricket. Mm. And they were fucking everything that moved. <laughs> In the 80s, they were, like, right, shilling for Jane Benson one. and Hedges. Yeah, they were all cheating on their wives. They were cheating. They were, like, taking drugs to drop weight. They were, like, taking spot-fixing, bet, like, bullshit from fucking Indian millionaires. They were taking cash from fucking briefcases. And this and they are, like, on the commentary team next to fucking, like, why not get fucking Wayne Carey on, like, after he has done all the fuck shit he has. Like and then Pat Cummins just has the temerity to go, uh, oh, not super into this sponsorship. <laughs> and also like, maybe can we not like spray our Muslim friend with alcohol? <laughs> and everyone's like, this fing can... <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy to <laughs> Irrational Fear.
0: Few athletes better exemplify the vacuous self-delighted hypocrisy of preaching leftist claptrap than Pat Cummins. G'day, Dan here. Just pausing the podcast to tell you all about Australian Ethical, our sponsor for Irrational Fear. They've been with us for a few weeks now and it's been absolutely amazing. What they do is they make money by taking other people's money and investing in good things. Or they stay away from poor things, things that are ethically dodgy, you know, like weapons... Uh, fast fashion, uh, things that cause environmental destruction like fossil fuels. And recently I noticed in the news they withdrew $11 million out of Lendlease because of a lack of transparency around koala corridors. So, you know, when it comes to making money, they love making money, but they love to do it in a way that is ethical. And we love them for helping us out here at Irrational Fear. So please check out Australian Ethical where you can. If you're listening on the free feed, uh, you'll probably be hearing a bunch of ads and a sponsorship announcement right now. If you're on the Patreon, you'll hear the sound of your smug soul saying, I'm a good person and I'm supporting independent podcasting. And you'll also hear Extra Fear, which is about the cost of KFC products outpacing inflation two to one. Join us on the Patreon for that. Selling a little or a lot?
2: because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work.
3: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: Well, that is it for Irrational Fear. Big thank you to Georgie Parker, the athlete, not the actress. Lewis yep. Hobber, also a big thank you to you too. Um, the well, athlete. L- let's get our plugs. Friends with Andy Lee. <laughs> 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 let's get our plugs underway. Georgie, what would you like to
1: plug?
3: Oh, I've got absolutely nothing to plug except for my Twitter feed, which all it is is cricket stuff at the moment. So just just follow, like and subscribe to absolute awful content.
0: Georgie Parker is brilliant (laughs) at the old uh, cricket Twitter. Definitely follow Georgie. Uh, Lewis, what are you plugging there?
2: Um, nothing for me, Dan. Some exciting news soon, but um, still nothing for me.
0: Exciting news oh, soon. Oh, that's real blogging that areas.
3: That's real Instagram oh. areas. Working on something. Can't <laughs> wait can to I show say? you.
2: Yeah, Got a pretty sweet <laughs> <Soft> new skincare <laughs> regime to
0: drop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, floor, I'm plugging like it? It's the News at the Sydney Improv Theatre. I'm going to be performing uh, this Saturday night um, with Michael Hing, Angela Vapier, Alex Lee and Tom Walker. Also, uh, tomorrow night, well, Thursday night, rather, this week I'm performing at the Opera House Ladi Da with um, Rove mm. McManus for slide night. So What l- the? What the? <laughs> Say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a fantail. <laughs> 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 that is it for Rational for you. Big thanks to Roadmark's Australian Ethical, Patreon supporters and Jacob around on the Teppan Yaki timeline. We actually have a new Patreon supporter from last week. Let me see if I can find the name quickly. The um...
2: Colonel. It's the Colonel. We just say <laughs> a huge thanks to the Colonel. It's been a great
0: year in uh, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought a new jet. Uh, I thought we, I thought we had a new one, but just, uh, just a whole bunch of people deleting, <laughs> deleting theirs. You know, just it's just a whole bunch it. of people deleting theirs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, if you could jump on and become a member of the Patreon, that's really great, and it really supports the show. And you'll notice there's a whole bunch of ads on the free feed now. Um, so, what you do when you sign up to the Patreon, you can sign up to the the adless. Feed of irrational fear and put that in your podcast player of preference. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Goodbye.
3: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
2: Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM
0: for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
1: This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical.